Um, how first past is the Afghan around the sun, Chris? Uh, it, just one minute, mate. Um, so it says that uh, him, him, I googled how much G-force does, does a, a national experience in a rocket launch, and it says three Gs, right? And then I also looked up, how long does it take a rocket to accelerate to escape velocity? Uh, it says uh, one mile, it, it's, it takes 32 seconds to reach an altitude of 62 miles, a common line, and it takes approximately 150 seconds to get the shuttle out of Earth's atmosphere. Uh, and they are travelling approximately one mile per second, which translates to 3,600 3, miles per hour. How fast? 3,600 miles per hour. No, yeah, see, they have to accelerate, though. They have to accelerate to the escape velocity of, right. yes. of Earth. So it's not just a constant 3,000 miles an that's, hour. They're correct, accelerating yes. to 18,000 miles. The Blackbird, the Blackbird itself, that's the fastest plane that was ever constructed. It, it's gone two thousand over two thousand miles an hour. That's the fastest thing we that we that we know about so far. So far, yeah, that they tell us. Yeah, yeah, it, it's old. It's old as dirt. You can look it up there, Chris. That's the fastest plane. So yeah, no, no, it's me. But I, yeah, that they tell us that we know about that we yeah, as yeah. peons can be told about. <laughs> but wait, you guys, wait a sec. I just realized you're not, you guys don't even understand. You're not taking into consideration the spin of the earth that's throwing the rocket outwards. There's that calculation that's going to be in consideration, uh, right? Not taking, in, <laughs> not taking into account the orbital yeah. motion of the earth around the sun, which is at Mach 82. So, that's what G forces would you expect from that? If that's not. Rocket out. None. Are you mad? I can tell you why. Chris, 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 answer this question. Are you mad? I, I can tell it's you. Mac 82, mate. Yes. It's Mac 82. But, but it's not accelerating. It's going around in a circle in an elliptical orbit, which necessitates acceleration and deacceleration. So I'll ask uh, you again. Are you mad? I think that's the case. Well, hold on. You don't think that the sun, the, the Earth is going around the sun in an elliptical path? You yeah, think it's going it's around in a perfect so... circle? You don't even know your own model. No, it's going other. It's elliptical, yeah. Yeah, so that necessitates acceleration and deacceleration. Unless you think you can go around an elliptical path maintaining the same speed, you can't. Why? Think about it. You're going around in an elliptical path. You're going to accelerate and deaccelerate because one of the corners is tighter than the other one. So I'll ask you again. Are you mad? You ever heard of a chicane? <laughs> and also, when we're sending, hold on, when we're sending, apparently in quotation marks, rockets to the moon, you're leaving the Earth, which is travelling around the sun at Mach 88, going to the sun, uh, sorry, and then travelling to the moon. Why isn't the Earth bucking off and leaving the rocket behind? Because it is not travelling at the same speed as it goes to the moon, or is there some kind of magic happening there too? How many ways would you like us to rip this apart? Uh, are you asking gentle why? Speed, right? uh, yeah, I'm asking you because you're the one who here who's defending this shit. And every time you, we ask you a question, you throw your hands up and you go, I don't know, I'm not a fucking scientist. But I'll give you images from a fucking satellite. You can't answer a simple question like how you have gas pressure without a fucking container. And every single thing that you will point to, we will rip apart. Yeah. 
Like, yeah, dude. Just, and as far as I'm concerned, real quick, Chris, before we go back to that, yeah, there's no, you, you would need to demonstrate that humans are capable of traveling and accelerating at those speeds for those amount of times. There's no demonstration of this. There's, you just won't find uh, people accelerating at those speeds. Okay. So uh, the only claim is like inside your, your space, your fantasy space rockets that are apparently going to space, right? This is just, it's nonsense, right? This is, uh, humans aren't allowed to, to accelerate at those speeds, dude. Okay. There's physical limit, limitations to like what you're allowed to do. Okay, and accelerating at 200 miles an hour for for five minutes is is not one of them. Okay, sorry. Uh, uh, oh, that may be the case. I, I like I said uh, to address Jedi saying, uh, you know, when I say I don't know, I say I don't know because it's the most honest position to take. I understand that, mate. But if you're here defending that, and then you, every time we ask you a question, and your answer is I don't know. I respect the position that you don't know. That's very honest. But how can you defend this shit if you don't know? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Instead of having an open, uh, mind, have a instead of having an open mind about it. So about me. the uh, that about me, mate. Wait, and we're not even talking about the, that. the Earth following the sun. I mean, that's going at a quarter of a million miles an hour, according to the model, kind of north. So how many motions of this Earth are we having, and how many do we actually experience? None. None whatsoever. The Earth environment does not act like it is flying. I mean, you can see this, mate. Open your goddamn fucking eyes. Uh, so about the uh, yeah, yeah, not going to not, not going to take five seconds for that for that to drill oh. in. I'm just going to fucking talk about something else. Oh, you're, sorry, you're still man. Bullshit, mate. I'm sorry. I I what was the question? No question. I'm just berating you because you're an idiot. Right. Okay. So about there's the... no need to talk like that, Jedi. Oh, there like, will be in like a minute. I do, to you. I do understand. There will be in a minute to you. There will be in a minute. I've been talking to Chris for enough time. We have a relationship. It's fine. We're all good. But at the end yeah, of the day, mate, I'm going to berate him with this because if he's going <laughs> to defend shit that he doesn't know, then why the fuck are we listening to him? Yeah, like instead I, of being I, open-minded I, about this, you're trying to... And I've got a lot of respect for Chris, man. All so the other people who that. have figured this out. I, I do, man. It, it's, just, um, it's just my basic understanding, and, and I can't speak to any more than what I don't know. Which so we far, understand. So far, you, have to you haven't said think these things. One at a time. Sorry, Al. No, I'm not saying it to you. I know what. Yeah, but whoever, I, no, it's right. Whoever I, whoever, whoever I was talking over was really quiet. So please continue, mate. Stop throwing freaking logic out the damn window, people. <laughs> Love well, what you're doing, Jared. Keep it up. Yeah, I'm yeah. About, about the elliptical orbit, um, yeah, you're right. It does change speed. Um, but it, what I've... It says uh, Earth's speed is not constant as the Earth's orbit, elliptical orbit. Um, if the Earth is closest to the sun, it moves fastest. On the other hand, when it's, the Earth is fast from the sun, it moves slowest. Uh, but it says... Oh, wait a minute. Where am I? You, well, you keep saying it says. Who? Who is it says? It as in the, 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 the thing that we're all trying to figure out is wrong? What, what are you talking about? Simon says, you... dude. Simon. Like, yeah. sci <laughs> men, right? Science <laughs> men? It's... Simon says. <laughs> Good one. Google says. Yeah, no, right? Yeah. It's like what, yeah, what you look like you're, all you're doing is regurgitating and reiterating stuff that we already knew for 30 years and have now discounted. What are you hoping to bring to this? What what are you you're not thinking for yourself or or this uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. The thing is I don't feel acceleration or deceleration whenever the Earth speeds up or slows down. If that were the case, we would feel it, but we yeah. don't. Good not point, feeling, mate. It, it, it's the Earth not acting like it is moving. We've got tidal waters attached to the outside of a ball that is fucking in motion. 
Where in nature do we observe the surface of a ball adhering tidal waters whilst it's spinning and moving? We don't. We don't notice any movement of the earth. None. It would act so much differently if we are on a ball that was travelling at God knows what fucking speeds. We would observe, we observe this in everyday reality. This is what happens. But no, all of a sudden we're on a ball and we wouldn't feel it. We wouldn't notice it, right? Because what? Reasons? I'll tell you why I think, and this is just my own opinion, why we wouldn't have a sense that the Texas, you know, the Earth uh, rotating. Uh, if, if we could detect the, the Earth's rotation, then if we had a sense that we could detect that, then we would constantly feel it all the time, and that would overwhelm our other senses. So I don't think it makes sense to have a sense that would detect the rotation of the Earth. All right, Chris. In two different examples, you are doing two completely different things. If you are on the equator, on the terminator line at six o'clock in the morning and six o'clock in the evening, in six o'clock at six o'clock in the morning, the earth is pushing up underneath your feet at mark eighty-eight. At six o'clock in the evening, the earth is leaving your feet at mark eighty-eight. Two completely different things, because on one side of the earth you're going with the motion, the other side of the earth, the earth is leaving you. So if you were to throw a ball up and it was to come that measure um, difference in this. We don't measure nothing like that. Uh, the outside see, of the following it or being pushed. So you, you think that if we're on the equator uh, and the Earth is moving at Mach 88, if you threw a ball up, uh, it would land somewhere else? No, I'm saying at 6 o'clock in the morning, if you threw the ball up, it would come back down to you faster because the Earth is pushing up under you at, six, at Mark 88. Six o'clock in the evening, throw a ball up. The ball should never return because the earth is leaving you at mark six, at mark 88. You know this. It's fucking physically demonstrated, mate, in everyday reality. If you are on the front of something and it's pushing you, or you're on the back of something that has to pull you. But this isn't observed. It's obvious. The location on this ball, you would experience many different things. In actual fact, gravity has to work very differently on every single different location on the Earth to make it act as if it is not moving and nothing is actually happening. Magic is fucking, sorry, gravity is fucking magical. It gets to choose what it does, apparently. Bollocks. Please open your eyes, Chris. I don't know. I'm. Struggling to understand what you mean. You throw six o'clock in the morning on the terminator line on the equator. The Earth is going from right to left. Okay, so at six o'clock in the morning, the Earth is pushing up underneath your feet at mark eighty-eight. Six. Then the Earth is leaving your feet at mark eighty-eight. Push, pull. Right, leaving your feet. Yes, because it's going in the opposite direction. The air's going in. If you've got a car, if you've got a car and you're on the front of it, the car's pushing you, right? And you're on the back of the car, it's got to pull you. You know what a trailer is, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. So you're unattached to the earth. You're just standing on it. And if you're unattached, that car is leaving you. So the earth is going away from your position at 6 o'clock in the evening, from underneath your feet if you stood on the equator. Mark 88. Earth is fucking off. I, I honestly, I'm struggling to understand what you mean. Oh, hey, I got, hey, I got a video. I got a video for you, Chris, of this guy doing uh, a G-Force. G-Force at nine. Watch that video. Won't take you long. I'm going to state the example again. Chris, your head's the sun. You're looking at the earth. You hold the ball out in front of you, right? So that's the earth. It is traveling from the right to the left. On the equator at 6 o'clock in the morning on the Terminator line, which would be on the left-hand side of a ball, if you look at a clock, that's a 9 o'clock position. The Earth is pushing at 6 o'clock in the evening, 3 o'clock on the, on the clock, the Earth is leaving you. One side it's pushing you, one side it's having to pull you. Right? Push, pull. Yes, traveling in a direction, you're going to be pushed one way and pulled another. 
Very simple. Like I said, how many ways would you like us to rip this story apart, mate? All it takes is him to listen to one. He's not listening. He's still I'm trying, trying to, to understand. His way is right. I, I'm standing on the equator. At six o'clock in the morning. At right? six o'clock in the morning. Okay. So if the earth is traveling, at that instant, the earth is pushing up underneath your feet at Mark 88. Because that's the direction the earth is going. Right? Six no. o'clock in the... No. But the, the, why is the earth pushing up? Because that's the path sun is, the earth is taking. Relative to your position, remember you're on the outside of a ball, it is underneath your feet pushing in that direction or going in that direction. Six o'clock in the evening, the earth is leaving you, leaving your feet like a car and a trailer. On the front of the car, you're being pushed. On the back of the car, you're being pulled. Right? <laughs> I'm really sorry, man. I... I, I can't. I can't follow this. Mm, I'm not surprised. So you don't even know either model, then. What do you mean? You don't know. He hasn't thought about it. I'm. I'm trying. All right. God, I don't know how to explain this any simpler, man. I really don't. What? Why? No, what, what push is? You put your hand out in front of you, right? right. Move it. Right? You can feel the air pressure moving as you push your hand through the air. That's right. the way your hand is going. Put something on the front of your hand, right? In the palm of your hand, you're pushing it. Put something on the back of your hand, you're going to leave it behind, right? Right. Yeah. So, six o'clock in the morning, six o'clock in the evening. One, the earth is pushing up underneath your feet if you're on the equator at Mark 88. The other instance, six o'clock in the evening, the earth is leaving your feet at Mark 88. And you're spinning around in one direction. What, why, is, why is there a difference between 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. if I'm standing because on you, the equator? Because it's where your position is. It's the relative motion of the earth. In one instant, sun. you're being pushed up underneath. At six o'clock in the evening, the sun is leaving you. I'm just using a very simple terminator line experiment, or ex kind of diagram in your head, mate. One instance, the earth is pushing because that's the direction the earth is traveling. It is not traveling the other way. It is leaving your feet at six o'clock in the evening. Are, are you talking about the, the, the earth orbiting around the sun? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. Fuck, I thought you were talking about rotation over okay. there. Right. Okay. We're not rotating at Mark 88. I meant, sorry, at Mark 8, I mentioned this to you earlier. Stop. I thought you, you, you well, said uh, Mark 0 0.88, which, you know, is roughly like a thousand yeah. miles per hour. Yeah. No, I'm not talking about spin, mate. I'm talking about the most, the right, 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 motion okay. of the Earth. Right, 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 yeah, right. so you understand now, right? Um, I'm... Starting to, yes. Yeah, so it, it, one instance you're at the front of the earth as it's going in that direction, the other instance you're behind the earth as it's going away from you. Right. Throw a ball up in the air at both of these locations at 6 o'clock in the morning, 6 o'clock in the evening. The ball's going to come back down to you exactly the same way, right? Right. Nothing changes depending on where you are in this ball. Throw the ball up, it comes back down. However, if you're on a ball that's traveling at Mark 88, then when you throw a ball up at 6 o'clock in the morning, it's going to come down a hell of a lot faster than the one at 6 o'clock in the evening, because you're fucking off. But, I mean, do you understand how little the Earth uh, orbits around the sun in 12 hours? In 12 hours? It's, it, it's going really fast. I don't care, mate. It's going really fast. It's traversing a very large distance. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. It's just, yeah, it, the only thing that matters is that it's moving really fast. Yep, and so is everything else on the Earth, including yeah. me. 1.9 million miles an hour in several different directions, by the way, if you tally them all up. Yeah, I know, I've heard that, QE. 
but we don't notice any motion of the Earth's environment whatsoever, <clears throat> tidal water. But because uh, if we had the senses to detect that, that would overwhelm. What, looking at the environment, I don't care about feeling it, I'm looking at the Earth's environment, the tidal waters attached to the outside of a ball that's spinning around and fucking moving. Don't care about, you know, feeling it, I want to notice it in the environment, something no one ever has done. You didn't know about it, you have the anatomy to know about it. The, the, the vestibular ocean. apparatus in your ear, you'd know about it. The, the, the oceans wouldn't be able to contain the water because it would be spinning so fast that it would just be spreading out across the landmass or be stuck into one spot. It's been a while since I looked that stuff up. A&P was a long time ago. So do you know anything about the vestibular app apparatus in your ear? Chris. What, the three little bones, the stapes, the inkies, and I can't remember the name of the other one. Yeah, the inner ear, the vestibule, the semicircular canals. Yeah. That, you know their functions. A, a little bit. And their functions involve balance. Balance. They're pretty sensitive. Like I said, it's been a while since I took A and P. I'm not an ear specialist, but I did sleep in a Holiday Inn Express last night. <laughs> the Yankees, the, the Stapies, and the Mali. Oh, fuck it. Right, what about it? John? That's what I'm saying. You'd notice those movements. Why? <laughs> because oh. those apparatus. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. I mean, you should be able to, but on the other hand, you could get so used to it that you don't actually... Get so used to acceleration <laughs> and deacceleration. Is that what we're getting used to now? Something that's constantly changing? Yeah, right. <laughs> sure thing. But, but when you're in a, a train, for example, and you're going 60 miles per hour... Am I going around in a circle? Let's make it analogous. But, but then it would have to be a very large circle. Yeah, it's still going around in a circle, mate. Yeah, we're going at a thousand miles an hour. Yeah, a thousand miles an hour, right? Don't use, I, don't confuse angular velocity and tangential speed. Huh, I fully agree. Because RPMs have nothing to do with miles per hour. That's right, and that's why I think uh, saying the air spins at a thousand miles per hour is not a fair way to measure the rotation. Yeah, that's what, why it is. Hold on. Sorry, Kiri. What's the circumference of the Earth, Chris? Is it 24,901 miles? Is 24,901 miles a long fucking distance? Yeah, it takes the Earth one fucking day to traverse this distance, but it needs to go 1,000 miles an hour to do so. At the equator, yes. Yes. So, long distance has to go fucking fast. Right, but that's... Yeah. But, like, but, but then you, when you get closer to the poles, that speed changes, and that's why I don't think it's a fair way to measure the rotation of the Earth. But we're talking about the around the equator that's going over a 1,000 miles an hour. Yes. I mean, if you're, if you're going to say that moving north or south away from the equator, you're reducing speed, yeah, you're damn fucking right, but you don't notice that either, do you? Right. Yeah, so, fucking hell, ball destroyed. How many times do you want me to do this? <laughs> why would you notice the difference? Because you're on a fucking ball that's spinning. Okay, so Have you ever been on a roundabout? Have you ever driven a car round a roundabout? Have you ever gone in a circle? Of course. I have. Oh my God. Me too. Me too. The Jedi. What now? So let's say you, you're on the equator and you start moving mm. north. It's going to take you a long, long time to get to the Tropic of Cancer, right? It depends how fast I'm going. It does. It depends on <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm going to at 500 miles an hour. Yeah. What the oh, hell is your point? What's your point? <laughs> uh, the, the detecting the difference of the tangential velocity, the tropics, and the equator, uh, it, it, I, I just don't see why you would. There's no reason Cause why Because you're you... decelerating. 
No, just they are still rotating at the same rate. Oh, there you go. There you go. Hold on. Hold on. He's trying. He's he's pulling a little uh, fallacy. It's called false equivalence. I just told you not to mess around and get confused between angular velocity and tangential speed. RPMs are not miles per hour. Right. And have not, nothing to do with how fast the Earth is. Miles right. per hour. Nothing right. to do with it. RPMs are revolutions per minute. That's right. Uh, it's Errol, isn't it? Yeah, Errol. Right. And like I'm looking at my case fan right now, you know, and it, it it's... RPM of the Earth is not judged by minutes. RPM you're, is not you're one evolution. You, 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 you're forgetting distance equals rate times time. That's how you, if you want to solve for speed, that's how you solve that. You don't solve that with RPMs. <laughs> right. Gotcha. Uh, I, wouldn't, you've been... I wouldn't measure the the. Rotation of the Earth and RPM. Yeah, you've been spending too much time, and you've been you've been st- hanging around Jim Panda too much because he's had that retarded view for about three and a half years now. You should tell him. Yeah. Well, John, you commented you commented Jim Server. Uh, you know, you were asked a few questions. You raised quite. You demanded that we provide the best global for you to yeah, debate. Yeah. Uh, yep. You know. You gave us some some rules that you wanted us to adhere to. Yep. Uh, they were rejected. Uh, we we wanted to do it, you know. Yeah, because you're, 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 you you volunteered Jim Panda. He's retarded, right? I want the best of the best. I'm talking PhD astrophysics level. You don't got one of those? Um, we have a PhD. Yeah. Phil. Phil. Yeah. I'll be back no. later, guys. <laughs> well, listen, I've already been on Jim Panda about three and a half years ago. You can go back on his videos and see me in there explaining to him the Coriolis effect plus this topic, angular velocity versus tangential speed, right? Many years ago, I've done this, Chris, long before you were here. I'm sure you have, John. Thank you very much. Have a nice day. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> oh, about 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 the ISS, right? So, um, uh, it was Bankusi. It, it said that you know it's done in a, a Hollywood studio. Um, you know that cost. Do you know how much Hollywood? Movies cost to make, like yeah, quite a bit. How much does it cost to fucking set up an international space station and fucking fly around in space? I guarantee you, making images on a fucking on a movie set and putting them onto the screen with a little bit of CGI is probably most of those are wages. By the way, you know, actors get paid millions of dollars. So (laughs) shut up. Wait, wait. So do you guys think they they use harnesses and wires? Would they seem to? Demonstrably so. In some video evidence, but yeah. Have you ever Not seen? Sky, have you ever seen uh, the astronauts in Skylab? Uh, and I think this was the, the mid seventies uh, doing acrobatics. Where was Skylab at? It doesn't matter. Um, what ele- <laughs> Somebody's laughing. You're cracking me up, man. Where? Uh, what elevation? <laughs> what elevation was this? Was Skylab? Altitude. Yeah. I don't know off the top of my head. Let's I look. have to ask a question. <laughs> Is that you laughing in the background? Are you guys talking about the Terminator movie? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Terminator, the Jay Silent. So I, I put a little gif in there of uh, astronaut doing some spins and well, let's look at the altitude. Let's come on. We can look this up, can't we? So we can altitude look it up of Skylab. Altitude of Skylab. I think it was like 270 miles. 270 miles. That's in 270 miles. That is somewhere around 10 to the negative 7th tour. Uh, how is it? How is it? it it's in Narnia. 
That's the second law of thermodynamics violation. Okay, John, but that wasn't... That's my point. Why are you bringing it up? It's not up there. Right. Or, but my... it, it's, 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 it's either this. Either they're lying or the second law of thermodynamics is false. Right. But, John, my point is that if they are using wires and harnesses in the ISS to fake weightlessness, <laughs> why... I, didn't they do it with Skylab? Because as you can see, this astronaut flipping about... I, I don't really about, care. He's obviously not using wires and harnesses, right? I don't really oh, care. They're, they're not 270 miles. I don't care. I don't care what they're doing. Dude, I don't care if they're tied together by licorice. It doesn't matter. They're not 270 miles above the Earth. Right, then let's say it's on the ground. Okay, then that's another discussion. Have a nice day. Right. So uh, if they're using harnesses and wires for the ISS to fake the ISS and weightlessness, why didn't they do it in Sky? No, but there's a different technology then. Right, okay, Jedi, exactly right. They may have well had a different technology, but that was back in the the mid or late 70s. So why would they go back to wires if they had that technology in the late mid 70s? I don't know, mate. Don't fucking ask them. But the point is, the medium that all this shit is taking place can't exist. You can't have gas pressure out of a container unless you can demonstrate how. Yeah, he's skipping. He's skipping by going to the second level of the conversation without proving that the Earth spins and that there's a vacuum out there. All these You're roboting. Yeah. Oh, Jump sorry. Out. Come back in. Like the hokey pokey, you guys. Yeah, we don't care about what the color of the lantern is in Narnia and why they changed the color. We're stating that Narnia doesn't exist. Whoa. That's deep. That's too much. <laughs> <laughs> you take that back. I'll take that back right now, mister. <laughs> is the Candice from Narnia at least real? <laughs> it's pretty powerful, right? Either the, somebody's lying or the second law of thermodynamics is false. Pretty good one, isn't it? I just I'm, made that up. I'm afraid I, I can't go there, John. Right, right, right. I'm not, it's, not, it's not just at you. I, I'm just stating it for everyone. Right, because there's only two choices in this uh, instance. So it's either is it somebody's lying for either one to be true. I mean, yes, of course, somebody could be lying, but what about the other option? Could that be the second law of thermodynamics being false? <laughs> I say, no, I'm not trying to cause a problem or stir the pot. I'm just really trying to be um, too optimistic, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a disjunct a disjunctive syllogism. One of two choices. One, somebody's lying because they're saying that they're out there. But out there is a second law of thermodynamics violation. So, ergo, either they're lying or the second law of thermodynamics is false. Take your pick. John. Are you saying it's not possible to say it's false? Yeah, I'm saying that because it's a natural law, and the second law of thermodynamics, if it was falsified, as the principal pillar in physics. Sure. Per Einstein. Wait a minute, per Einstein? Oh, wait, I I don't know. Well, the second law of thermodynamics is much bigger than Einstein. I'm just telling you what the man said. Oh, sure, okay. All right. Yeah. He, he called it the principal pillar of classical physics left intact by the march of science. That's oh, why we, how he phrased it. Gentlemen, um, I have to say that so far I very much enjoyed the conversation. But if you don't mind me um, mentioning that, and I know this happens and it's pr- some, some, for the most part sometimes unavoidable, but, um, you know, we're all at the same table and we're all frustrated, but. You know, I just don't want, I just hate it when topics and conversations go bad where they can't really continue, you know, um, but hey. Well, this one's just... been over the past hour and a half. Yeah, we've been oh. sitting here for hours now. This yeah. has been over for an hour and a half. This is barely palpable background noise. 
Oh. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, because Jedi already already killed this thing with the what was it? Mach eighty eight. Yeah. No, <laughs> The place so, destroyed that. Is that what you're talking about? I destroyed that in the bath, like, years ago. <laughs> well, I'm surprised that they didn't use Mach 6.66 or something. It's about the same. Hmm. makes as much sense. Hmm. So, um, you guys, this is a new topic, sort of, kind of, right? Oh, what no. What you've been talking about? Or... Flies. He just keeps throwing things out there. We slam, comes up with the same thing, keeps recycling the same stuff. You mean standard tactics? Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, oh. we call it like gish galloping or whatever, just keeps throwing stuff out there, hoping something sticks. Uh, that's not a gish gallop. It's no, some it's weird like word, it. isn't it? And I can't remember the name of it. No, it's more like Groundhog Day. It's the same with people, I think, <laughs> like the same people every fucking day. We probably had these conversations about two weeks ago, destroyed it then, then two weeks later they come back and set the same fucking shit. Yeah, but man. People can't be, learn. But, I mean, I was you, like, you, you, you know I just like to, you know, have a friendly chat. That's, that's, all, that's all. I know. And I do have respect for you, Chris. You are one of my I know, more, favorite, more, more favorite Clovers. Yeah. <laughs> Jedi, Jedi, I got some pictures coming for you. Oh, that's what you think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I think it's really telling. It's like, just ask them, like, you know, Chris, if you don't care about space, why should I care? And I don't even think that stuff is real. Um, I love space. I think it's beautiful i think you guys are missing out so much i know you guys probably don't think the hubble is real i just space is beautiful it's amazing wouldn't you want to like make this happen for you make what make what fantasy is beautiful this is the sad part, dude. The space really isn't that magical, man, because you're getting the beautiful, like, photoshopped, you know, pink, green, splashed explosion image. I mean, every time we see videos of these people up there, they don't see Jack. It's a black void up there, man. You might run into a planet without even realizing it because you can't see the damn thing. I mean, I mean whether or not the, the, you know, stars or just lights in the sky, then, you know, either way, I think it's beautiful and yeah. amazing. Yeah, the sky is fucking gorgeous, mate. I mean, those lights in the sky, constellations, moon, sun. Right. They're fucking gorgeous, mate. See, Not going to lie. Uh, you think that you think that Jupiter's a giant gas planet, for fuck's sake. I mean... Right, right, right. Uh, but the, 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 the first time I saw uh, Saturn through my telescope, uh, I, I was, it was amazing. I loved it. Um, I could see the rings. Me too, mate. Great. Me too. I think I was 13 at the time when I... Oh. Witness Saturn for a, a telescope, and yeah, yeah, it looked like a great big thing, it looked like a two handed teacup or something like that. Uh, it was weird. There's, only... I mean, there's nothing, there is nothing else in the sky like it, right? Nothing. Right, it was only about a year or two ago for me, and I saw Jupiter as well, and I saw the moons, the Jovian moons too, and that was something that took my breath away. And when I saw Mars as well, I mean, it was just awesome. It's amazing how you can see things millions and millions I, 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 of miles away. You guys. What you guys are talking about? Don't you want to go there? Okay, I guess I won't. Oh, I didn't mean to Go ahead. Uh, Well, you know, from time to time, every now and then, not too often, I think about, in retrospect, you know, about things, you know, how could all of this gotten past all of us? So, you know, you guys talking about looking with your own eyes through a telescope and seeing quote-unquote planets and how amazed you were so my my thought was you know what was your line of thinking when you know you would see pictures from nasa and they didn't look the same what did you say to yourself oh i just didn't have powerful enough equipment like they do i mean what was it i mean is that is that for me jen 
the two that we're talking about looking through telescope, I think Jedi and Panto, maybe. No, yeah, it's me and Chris. Me and Chris. Oh, sorry, guys. Okay, yeah. That's right. But yeah, I'm interested in your thoughts, really, if you don't mind sharing. When I looked, um, yeah. I was already on the ball. Saturn was what it was. It was the distance. It was when, yeah, brilliant. Hmm. That, that, but that's... what you saw doesn't match up with NASA. Photos. No, you can't. Yeah, cool. You can't. It doesn't. It can't exist. Jupiter can't exist in the way that we are told. Now, Jupiter's there. I mean, we we reference this light as Jupiter, right? It does what it does. But to say that it is a giant ball of gas in the vacuum is just bollocks. Right. So when people when people say that we claim that they are just lights in the sky, the lights in the sky of unknown cause, it makes it more beautiful. As far as I'm concerned, it's more magical now because that, that, we now that, don't know. You know what? That that that's actually a fair point. But here, here's the reason why I think that we do know what they are, um, and that's I'm sure you're going to guess what I'm going to say next: spectroscopy. Oh, please, John. Are you still here? Oh, I just got back. Oh, yes. <laughs> got him. I, I just sat down and heard spectroscopy. <laughs> oh, what so about Chris. spectroscopy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so the, re- the reason I think that the sun is helium and hydrogen and why I think stars are made of mostly helium and hydrogen is because of spectroscopy. Negative. Can't be. You're confusing terrestrial spectroscopy with celestial spectroscopy. Did you watch my presentation? No. You need to go go uh, to my videos, my science. Go to my playlist for science education. Spectroscopy is there. You need to review that and then come back. You got big problems. Why? Between, because you don't know the difference between terrestrial and celestial spectroscopy. Explain it to me. Distance, okay. One is in a close. Hold on, hold on a second. It, it's very oh, easy. It's very easy. Spectroscopy, whether it's flame, how many different types of spectroscopy are there? I don't know. That's what I'm talking about. What is the atomizer in spectroscopy? I don't know. That's what I'm talking about. So you're asking me to explain something? Number one, you claim this. You don't even understand the basic fundamentals of it. Well, here's why. Uh, in high school, <laughs> uh, we, 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 had, we had blackout curtains. Uh, I think it was chemistry. And they... Uh, put in a small, you know, bit of sunlight, and it was refracted through a prism, and we saw the spectra of the the, the oh, wow. sunlight, right? And then from the absorption lines, uh, we can compare that to elemental fingerprints, and they were consistent with hydrogen and helium. Uh, absorption lines? Yes. Uh, where's the absorption lines at? In the spectra of sunlight. I thought you. I thought you just said that you saw a prism. That would be an emission spectra. No, no. The prism. When you refract the light through a prism, it creates a spectrum, right? Yeah, an emission spectrum. With a, emission lines and uh, absorption lines in that spectrum. Emission lines and absorption lines. Right. Okay. Okay, and you have absorption lines that are consistent. With the elemental fingerprints of hydrogen that's, and that, helium. That doesn't mean that's what the sun is. You don't know what's between... Number one, here's the problem. Number one, in spectroscopy, it's inside a closed system when they do it in chemistry. That is, they know what it's, is between... It's highly controlled. They know what's between the atomizer and the detector. It's inside a machine, Right? No. Yeah. What's inside the machine? That's how they perform spectroscopy. No, I, think, I think you're talking about gas spectrometry. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm talking about atomic emission spectroscopy and atomic absorption spectroscopy. Let me find an example. He ain't going to find an example. 
I, I had this bookmark, but unfortunately I lost my bookmarks when I had to reinstall Windows. It doesn't matter. You're finished. You don't even know what the atomizer is. <laughs> it's, what, what's, what's, things, the, what, what's the atomizer? These things are in a container. What's it's the highly controlled. The atomizer, yes. The things that convert the solids into gaseous state. You don't need that for spectroscopy. <laughs> oh, Christopher. Christopher. Chris. Christopher. Christopher. Oh, my God. You, you came in here earlier, and you were saying how you don't know, and you're willing to listen, and you're doing a lot of uh, bullheaded not listening for someone who said that you're trying to no. figure things. QE is talking about gas chromatic. Uh, Chromatography, mass spectrometry. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm talking about atomic emission and atomic absorption spectroscopy. Not mass spectroscopy. I'm not, I've never I said anything say, about that. Uh, you, this is nonsense, man. Yeah, Chris, you're not, claiming, very, very you've claimed simply. many times that you don't know. And you have an open mind. So someone's here telling you something, and you're just saying, nah. -uh. I'm saying that you do not need an atomizer. <laughs> All right, John. Okay, John. How do you atomize light? Terrestrial spectroscopy. Atomic emission. It's called AES. The three atomizers are flame. That's for group one and group two metals, inductively coupled plasma, and electrothermal. That's graphite furnace. Inside a friggin' machine, I'm looking at an inductively coupled plasma atomic emission spectrometer right now. Right? I'm looking. No, then you have no. atomic absorption spectroscopy. There's flame, cold vapor, Hydride generating and a graphite furnace again. I'm looking at the machine in front of me. John, in high school, when we did this experiment, we took it. It wasn't an experiment. Okay, whatever. Uh, we took a beam of sunlight. <laughs> we refracted it through a prism. Why I care. would I need an atomizer? I don't care. How do you atomize light? In spectroscopy, you knucklehead. You're trying to find out what the substance is. You do that by yes, converting it to gas. You knucklehead. A sample. Oh, my God. You're so stupid. I mean, ignorant in this subject. It's hard to even speak with you. What are the three types of spectrum? Three types of spectrum. Yep. Don't know. <laughs> what the hell? This is like, I'm going to tell you, I'm sorry, dude, but your Dunning-Kruger is belly laughing. This is like Elmer Fudd giving the keynote address at a neurosurgery convention. You don't oh, know I the three types. Thing. You don't know the three types of spectra. Continuous emission and absorption. How do you get a uh, what? How do you get a continuous spectrum? What produces continuous spectrum? I I don't know. Solids and liquids produce a continuous spectrum. Emission lines are produced by energized thin gases. Without a light source behind them. Absorption lines are produced by cool, thin gases. Gases only emit and absorb in bands. But this is you need to you need to watch my presentation, dude. And then and on that note, I literally just dropped it in last uh, last thing text one. Oh, you did? Thanks a lot, man. Yeah, yeah, it's for your perusal, Chris. Appreciate that, man. No. Yeah, this this discussion's over. I'm still trying to find uh, this this link. Man, that's why.
before that video goes, Chris, and make make sure that you save it somehow or stick it on the list. I dropped it in last stream one. You, if you're going to claim spectroscopy, please watch the video. I'll, I'll get around to it. Cheers. I know you won't, but cheers. <laughs> <laughs> So sad. Right then, guys, any more for any more? If you've just got the lobby role and you want to get involved in the conversation, you go up to voice checking number one speech or moderator so you can get the VC plans. If you're on YouTube and you're watching, you need to hit the Discord link, come to the Discord server, go to voice checking number one speech or moderator, and they give you turn. That's if you've just got the lobby role. If you do have the ability to speak and you have got control of your mic, you can now ask your questions pertaining to the flat earth code by Fargan. Ah, oh, thank you. Can you guys hear me? We can. Welcome. I just want to say uh, thanks to Quantum Eraser. I've learned quite a bit from this guy. He's pretty Same. Yeah, here. Cheers to that. You're welcome. Oh, John, quick question. Um, I was in a conversation the other day and I had a complete brain freeze. The conversation was about the uh, ontological primitive and how it negates the first law of thermodynamics. Yes, the ontological primitive. Sure. The ontological yeah. primitives, that is, what are the only two choices for how we and the universe are here? You have only two choices, atheists yeah. or materialists. They think that only energy and matter exist. So that's nature, whereas the other ontological uh, primitive is intelligent design. So you got two of them and only two. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now, according to the first law of thermodynamics, the first law of thermodynamics states nature or natural law cannot create or destroy matter energy, correct? Yeah, that's the bit I missed, yeah. 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 The problem is, the, the first law and the second law, there had to be a beginning, because the first law states that nature or natural law cannot create matter or energy, like I said. The second mm -hmm. law of thermodynamics state that the universe is constantly getting more, the energy is becoming more spread out. Mm -hmm. Right. So yeah. in combination with those two laws, it, it it reduces down to there must have been a beginning. You can't get out. Thank of you. It. Cheers. Yeah. Thank you, mate. Yeah. I knew it was that's in my it. head somewhere. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And when people say, oh, well, you're a creationist. Not, you see, you're parroting the wrong pseudoscience because even your own pseudoscientist, that is Hawking, the late, great Stephen Hawking. Stated that there must have been a beginning due to what? Second law of thermodynamics. Um, Paul Davies and Alex Vilenking all have shown and have demonstrated they don't have to do too much. Just state the first and second laws and it's over. But they have said that there must have been a beginning. So I don't know what the beginning is creation. I don't know where these atheists are getting this from. Because even their own people, their high up level people, are telling them there was creation. Brilliant, thanks, You mate. need the citations? Um, I got them. I mean, if you want to DM me to, to them, mate, that'd be awesome, but don't worry about sure. it too much. Yeah, give me a... I can PM them to you. Cheers, buddy. Thank you.